Chapter Twenty Three of the Gloved Hand by Burton E. Stevenson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Don W. Jenkins. Chapter Twenty Three Deadly Peril. There must be a providence which protects fools and madmen, for I landed in a heavy clump of shrubbery and got to my feet with no injury more serious than some scratches on hands and face, which at the time I did not even feel in a moment i had found the path and was speeding toward the house ahead of me flitted a dark shadow which i knew to be godfrey and behind me came the pad pad of heavy feet which could only belong to simmons and then from the direction of the house came the crash of broken glass i reached the lawn crossed it and traversed the short avenue which ended at the library door three men were there and simmons came panting up an instant later the detectives had their torches in their hands and i saw that they had broken one of the glass panels of the doors and that one of them had passed a hand through the opening and was fumbling about inside there was a sharp click and the hand came back there you are he said threw the door open and stood aside for his superior officer to lead the way what's wrong simmons asked i don't know but the girl showed a light at her window you heard nothing not a sound simmons hesitated no doubt the same thought occurred to him as to me for the lawyer tartarin in me suggested that we scarcely had warrant to break our way into a sleeping house in the middle of the night but no such doubt seemed to disturb godfrey without a word he caught the torch from simmons's hand and passed through the doorway simmons followed i went next and the two other men came last their torches also flaring three beams of light flashed about the library and showed it to be empty one of them godfrey's lingered on the high-backed chair but this time it had no occupant then godfrey switched on the light passed into the hall and switched on the light there the hall too was empty and only the ticking of a tall clock disturbed the silence i was faltering and ready to turn back but to my amazement godfrey crossed the hall at a bound and sprang up the stair three steps at a time make all the noise you can he shouted over his shoulder and the clatter of our feet seemed enough to wake the dead the upper hall was also empty and then my heart gave a sudden leap for the circle of light from godfrey's torch had come to rest upon a white-robed figure which had stolen halfway down the stair from the upper story it was the maid holding her nightdress about her and her face was as white as her gown godfrey sprang to her side what is it he asked what is wrong i heard a cry gasped the girl down there somewhere and a scuffle in the dark a woman's cry it was choked off short godfrey leaped down among us and as the light of a torch flashed across it i saw his face was livid who's got an extra gun he demanded and one of the detectives pressed one into his hand ready now men he added crossed the hall threw open the outer door into silva's room and flung back the drapery beyond my heart was in my throat as i peered over godfrey's shoulder at what lay within and then a gasp of amazement from my companions mingled with my own for the crystal sphere was glowing softly and seated cross-legged on the divan his hands folded his eyes fixed in meditation was silva we all stood for a moment staring at him then godfrey passed his hand dazedly before his eyes you two men stay on guard here he said one of you keep your torch on this fellow and the other keep his torch on the floor there's a cobra around somewhere an arc of light swept shakingly across the floor as one of the men turned his torch toward it but i saw no sign of toto lester you and simmons come with me godfrey added stepping back into the hall and tapped at the door of miss vaughan's bedroom there was no response and he tapped again then he tried the door found it unlocked and opened it he sent a ray of light skimming about the room 
then he found the switch turned on the lights and entered the room was empty as were the dressing-room and bathroom adjoining the covers of the bed had been turned back ready for its occupant but the bed was undisturbed godfrey glanced about the room again a sort of frenzied concentration in his gaze and then went out leaving the lights burning it took but a moment or two to look through the other suites they were all empty if miss vaughan was anywhere about and unharmed said godfrey the noise we made would have brought her out to investigate there's only one place she can be and he led the way resolutely back to the door of silva's room the yogi had not moved godfrey contemplated him for a moment with his torch full on the bearded face then he crossed the threshold his torch sweeping the floor in front of him let's see what the thug is up to he said crossing the room drew back the drapery and opened the door into the little closet where we had seen mahboob once before there was a burst of acrid smoke into the room and godfrey stepped back with a stifled exclamation come here you fellows he cried and simmons and i sprang to his side for a moment i could see nothing the rolling clouds of smoke blinded and choked me i could feel the tears running down my cheeks and my throat burned as though it had been scalded then the smoke lifted a little and i caught a glimpse of what lay within the room in the middle of the floor stood an open brazier with a thin yellow flame hovering above it now bright now dim as the smoke whirled about it before the brazier sat mahboob his legs crossed with feet uppermost his hands pressed palm to palm before his face but he'll suffocate i gasped and indeed i did not see why any human being could breathe in such an atmosphere and then as the smoke whirled aside again i saw the snake its head was waving slowly to and fro its horrible hood distended its yellow lidless eyes fixed upon us simmons saw it too and retreated a step we'd better keep out of there he gasped till that little pet's put away in his basket but godfrey seized his arm and dragged him back to the threshold of the door look simmons he cried rubbing his dripping eyes fiercely there against the wall is there something there or is it just the smoke i looked too but at first saw nothing for a cloud of smoke rolled down and blotted out the light from godfrey's torch then it swirled aside and against the farther wall i fancied i saw something a shape a huddled shape grotesque horrible somehow i heard godfrey's startled cry saw his hand swing up saw a tongue of yellow flame leap from his revolver and with the echo of the shot came a scream a scream piercing unearthly of terror unspeakable i saw the thug spring into the air his face distorted his mouth open i saw him tearing at something that swung from his neck something horrible that clung and twisted he tore the thing loose it was only an instant really but it seemed an age and still shrieking flung it full at us i was paralyzed with terror incapable of movement staring dumbly but godfrey swept me aside so sharply that i almost fell and that foul shape swished past us fell with a thud and was lost in the darkness end of chapter twenty three read by don w jenkins rancho san diego california shaggybark.blogspot.com